The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California, where Mr. Rudolph Johnson is our president and CEO, and Judith Winker is our board chair. Our mission here at the Neighborhood House Association is developing children, families, and future leaders of our community through empowerment, education, and wellness. So it's our hope that today's show, our Every episode offers really some value-added and thought-provoking ideals for advancing emerging as well as current leaders in our community. So happy to have each of you joining us uh, today, and we're going to encourage you to just join in on this conversation either by emailing us at leadershipmattersquestions at innovisions.org, and that's no spaces between leadership matters questions, the at um, symbol, and then InnoVisions is I-N-N-O-V-I-S-I-O-N-S dot org. Or you may call in to 1-866-472-5790, 1-866-472-5790. I am delighted that uh, we have two special guests today to help us introduce and discuss a, uh, a topic relative to jumping into this new year of 2016, and that is a topic on um, really getting refocused and re-energized. And our guest, uh, Terry Wayne Brooks, is the senior pastor of Bayview Baptist Church here in San Diego, California. Pastor Brooks, thank you so much for being on the line. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and our uh, second special guest is Valerie K. Wright, CEO of Wright Ideas Unlimited out of Palm Beach, Florida. Valerie, thank you also for being on the line today. Thank you, Dr. G., for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. So, you know, before we kind of get jumping into the topic, I'm going to ask both of you to just kind of help give us a greater understanding of your perspective, uh, particularly as it relates to your serving the community or working with or in the public or nonprofit sector. Valerie, why don't we start with you? Thank you, Dr. G. Um, As you stated, I'm the CEO of Bright Ideas Unlimited. I'm in partnership with my sister, Carolyn Denise Wright. Uh, We started Right Ideas, I actually restarted Right Ideas in 2012 when we moved back from California to West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, Right Ideas Unlimited provides organizational development and leadership development. Um, We focus mostly on nonprofit organizations, but we also have public sector, corporate, and private clients 
uh, private industry clients who we work with providing uh, leadership training, executive coaching, um, facilitation in terms of strategic planning or sometimes just a conversation, team building, um, all of those things that help organizations and individuals improve their personal performance. In addition, we do quite a bit of um, community change work in terms of working at the grassroots level with leadership, um, leadership groups, and helping uh, group communities um, change, conduct change work in terms of facilitating some of their work. Awesome. Well, Valerie, thank you. You have a very rich background, and we're looking forward to hearing more about your perspective on on this topic today. Pastor Brooks, how about a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, ma'am. I am a, <clears throat> a PK, a pastor's kid. I grew up in the church, a uh, traditional church uh, that was actually um, in an all-black area, in an underserved area in Gary, Indiana, so it was kind of rough growing up. Uh, but I watched my mother and father together uh, in ministry. Uh, the church became a, a one-stop shop, uh, and it became more than just a place to gather on Sunday. It became a place that gave people in the community a better quality of life. And so uh, now that I'm in the same position, that's uh, what I endeavor to do, not just from the pulpit, uh, but in every opportunity we give, we seek to try to in- make sure the people around us have a better quality of life, and that's whether they enter the sanctuary or not. And so what we're doing now as a church is changing our focus to what once was heavily internal uh, to make sure that we spend more time caring for those who never come to the sanctuary, uh, who may never hear a sermon or sing a song, uh, but they come to know God and his love through people who share it, not by just what they say, by what they do. So we intentionally look for areas and avenues that we can make a difference, especially in areas uh, where the church is not known for making a difference. We want to make that the standard, and so that's what we're seeking to do here at Bayview now. Well, I love it, and thank you so much for sharing that. And I learned um, some more about your background, so that's a, a double pleasure there. So as we kind of reflect on um, getting refocused and energizing others, I think what came to mind for me is the need for the refocuser and the energizer to kind of start with, you know, what do we bring to that situation and, and how does one, the person that's responsible for leading and focusing and re-energizing others, take care of and accomplish that for themselves? So I wanted to maybe ask each of you to share your thoughts on how do you or how might others go about first supporting themselves and getting focused and being prepared to refocus and energize others. Uh, which of you would like to start? Uh, Ms. Val can start. She was, you know, one of my mentors, so I'll yield the floor to the younger lady. <laughs> All right. Really nice try, Pastor Brooks. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, though, for that compliment. Um, you know, that's interesting, Dr. G, because I, um, in 2012, when I moved home, at the end of that year, I sat down and wrote out a three-year plan, 2013 to 2016, and um, the beginning of this week, I pulled that personal plan out, and at at the top of that, I have my personal vision and my personal mission statement, and I think as leaders, um, we have to have our own guide for 
what we're doing and how we're going about doing it. And at the beginning of each year, pull that vision out. You know, the scripture says, without a vision, the people perish. If we don't re-energize ourselves by looking at our vision, uh, reflecting on what we've accomplished and motivating ourselves at the beginning of the year to say, whatever I didn't do, I'm prepared to, you know, reinforce and get that done this year. And um, I think the vision helps us to to reconnect to ourselves. You know, by the end of a 12-year, a 12-month cycle, we are usually depleted, especially coming into October, November, and December, those months tend to be real heavy with activity, and we don't stop and take care of ourselves. So January is the moment we should stop, reflect, um, take the opportunity to encourage ourselves around what we accomplished and uh, kind of pump ourselves up with what we want to get done in the new year. And I think that before we can help others re-energize, we have to know what we are you know, have an idea about what we want to accomplish over the next 12 months or however long we plan for ourselves, but certainly be reflective um, on what we have accomplished and just is that still where I want to go? And if it's not, where do I want to go? Gaining clarity for ourselves will help us energize because we get so many things going that uh, we get drawn in multiple directions and so we get scattered. So clarifying, refocusing on the vision, and um, motivating ourselves with the things that make a difference. And I remember doing a vision board, and I always go, I keep that in my bedroom, and I always look at that and have refocused on that as a part of looking at my personal vision. Okay, great. Thank you, Valerie, for sharing. And I think there's some um, key pieces in there that really um, hit home for me, and I want to just underscore the being reflective on what what um, has taken place to the extent that we can be grateful for, for what we've accomplished, because I think there's a lot of positive energy that comes from simply pausing to be grateful of what we've accomplished. And I love the thought of the... Um, you know, the personal vision and the mission. I think mission's about purpose, and vision is what gives energy behind a purpose. It's what moves us forward. Both right. are rooted in, you know, think about vision. Vision is rooted in, in hope, right? And so Absolutely. if I have no hope, then I have no vision. But if I have hope and then I can imagine, bring to my awareness that which I am hopeful for, then I give the vision to move me forward. So I love it. I think that's a powerful way to kind of start that discussion. Dr. Um, I'm calling you doctor now. Dr. Terry Wayne Brooks. <laughs> Pastor Brooks, let's right. bring you on in on this conversation as well. Okay. Uh, well, let me uh, give a statement just to say up front that both of you have helped create the monster that is me. And so anybody listening, anything that's out of line is their fault. So I just want to say that up front. But, uh, <laughs> and we love and you, I Pastor do Rick. things a little differently. One of the things both of you encouraged me to do was be me. Uh, and so I do yes. things differently. And so one way I found this year uh, to make sure that we had a great start to 2016 was I did it last year. At the end of every month, I would reflect on that month and what we did really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of every quarter, I would give quarterly reviews, and I would talk about what we did really, really, really well. And uh, around October, we moved everything we do up 
to October, so I just went back and I pointed out all those high points and talked about how we could improve on those high points. And uh, there were some things we didn't do great that we have to do better, but they were easier to talk about in the space where we were all celebrating what we did really, really, really well. And so right after we had our leaders' conference and plan and they saw we were going the next year, I started pulling them away uh, physically, and we got out of our space, and mm-hmm. I intentionally said we're not going to talk about work, but that's all they wanted to talk about because they were so excited about what just happened. But because we weren't in an official space, people were free to share and free to give input and free to share ideas. And because we welcomed that conversation in a different setting, you saw the energy began to build. And so I just kind of kept that momentum. And then uh, right before the end of the year, I realized that, especially in the church, we really, really try to keep vision out. But a lot of times and in a lot of places, and I've been guilty of this myself, we forget that people sometimes get as attached to the visionary as they do the vision. And so I took the time and uh, did a vision presentation. I called it This Is My Story. And I kind of drew people back into my passion, drew people back into the story, drew people into the connections, even building on the legacy that was here. And when people began to see it's not just a vision, it's not just a job, but it's a passion, it's what fuels you, it's what uh, burns on the inside of you, and how they play a part, and how they can be a part, and how they can help. Because if they care about you and the vision, uh, then you can't lose. If they're connected to the vision and not you, you get pushed back because if, if it's not what they agree with, they'll say it's about you, but when it's what they agree with, it's about the vision. So you, know how, you have to marry those two where you get people to buy into not only the vision but the visionary. And uh, it helped keep the energy up because people are so excited. Uh, it feels like, a, like we're on our way to an amusement park instead of being caught in traffic going to work, if you understand what I'm saying. It could be the same travel time, but it's the expectation upon the arrival that kept the energy high. And so that's what I tried this year to do, uh, just keep the energy focused on where we were going, what we've done great, how great that has been, and how we can make it better and how people got to play a part, and uh, giving them the freedom. And it's done wonders uh, here at church for this. Awesome. We started off just already, and we're seeing a big difference. Wow, I think that's a fabulous um, story and process uh, and testimony, really, to share with regards to how you've led in a um, way that has been very energizing for your congregation and for the community. When we come back, we're going to talk more about ideals on you know, really helping others to get refocused and energized. We want to also talk about the four sources of energy that came out of uh, fabulous work done with the Energy Project. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. 
Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. We're bringing you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. And for those who are just joining us, I am Cheryl White, Vice President of Training and Organization Development and the General Manager of Innovisions here at the Neighborhood House Association. And I am delighted to have Pastor Terry Wayne Brooks, the Senior Pastor of Bayview Baptist Church here in San Diego, California, with us today. Again, thank you so much, Pastor Brooks, for being with us. Thank you for having me again. Yes, and we have um, Valerie K. Wright, CEO of Wright Ideals Unlimited out of Palm Beach, Florida, also on the line. Valerie, thank you also. My pleasure, Dr. G. Yes. So we are talking about today. It's okay. You know, it's funny. I go back and forth. I was a G for a very long time. So white, I know, (laughs) is a new adjustment. So, but um, as we um, talk about today's topic of getting refocused and re-energized, Pastor Brooks, I absolutely loved and was trying to take notes feverishly with regards to all the great things that you were talking about. There are so many bells that were going off in my mind. Um, I love the Be Me, and I also loved the focusing on and understanding the value of taking time to reflect on celebrating what's right, celebrating the strength, celebrating what's going well. One of my favorite frameworks for organization development work is appreciative inquiry model, and it really mm-hmm. starts with just that. It's appreciating what is, what are our strengths that we have that we want to acknowledge so that we continue to do those things that have those things in place as being strengths, and we continue to build upon them. And then we go to, you know, what else could be? What's the possibility? That second stage and the uh, appreciative inquiry process is all about what Valerie talked about, and it's the vision. It's about the dreaming about the possibilities. So it's really those two things is what takes um, the process of improvement 
and puts it in a very energizing framework of positivity, which actually gives more energy. I mean, we could do the conventional, you know, what's going well, what's not going well, but what tends to happen is people never get out of the what's not going well bucket. They get lost in it. But when you talk about, you know what, wow, you know, what are the things that we have that um, we can really appreciate? What have we done, as um, Pastor Brooks said, really, really well, and what will we then continue to build upon when we think about those things and we think about then what else could be, what does that next level of effectiveness look like, and then we push right into brainstorming how can we get there. It just creates you know, a whole bunch of um, energy that moves us to the destiny. And the destiny stage is looking at what did we brainstorm about what could possibly be and um, that we really want to do. And what is it that I really want to do then out of those things we brainstormed as possibilities? And as we put those things into an action plan, you know, identifying what actually will we commit to doing, who will be the lead to make sure that we're on track doing it, what's our time limitation and making sure that, you know, we got a timeline going there, that action plan, that plan then carries us to our destiny. So it's the... It's the um, discoveries about what is going well, first step. It's the dreaming what else could be, second step. It's the designing, brainstorming the possibilities. And then it's the action plan, the destiny, that then allows us to um, move things forward in a very positive and effective way. So, uh, Terry, thank you so much for really giving us a great example of um, kind of like using that model. And I also love the idea of your then getting out of that space, um, the, tr- the conventional space, and taking yourself and your team members to another space and saying, okay, you know, let's kind of hear your input. Got to also just kind of give you kudos, kudos, kudos for realizing the importance of connecting the people not only to the vision but the visionary. That is so cool. We always talk about leadership is a relationship. So it's not I just need to give you a vision, but to give them the vision, to share your story, to share your passion, to build upon the legacy. All of that becomes so important with regards to developing a container that's most important for moving us forward in all that we do, and that is the relationship. So huge kudos and thank you so much for really that wonderful um, case study. Of, uh, of success. So, yeah, as we um, kind of continue in moving forward on this topic today, I am, um, you know, I was thinking back five or six years ago, I can't remember exactly when I attended the Executive Leadership Institute that is co-sponsored by the Alliance for Strong Families and Communities and uh, University of Michigan. But one of the many very insightful lectures that stood out for me from that process was um, a a, um, speaker that spoke from the Energy Project. And he spoke about four major sources of energy. And I want to kind of share that with each of you. And then, um, Valerie, I know that we've talked about this through the years and and, um, Pastor Brooks, too, I've kind of mentioned them uh, just briefly to you. I want to kind of hear from you and get your thoughts and ideas on each of those and just share these with our listening audience. The first one I want to start with is the um, is spiritual energy. Spiritual energy really comes from connecting with one's calling, one's purpose, one higher, higher power. 
you know, helping a person to get connected to what really matters most in life and, you know, why they're being asked to join us in doing something. You know, what's, why does it matter? How is it going to impact their life? How does it impact their family? How does it impact community? How does it impact humanity? How does it connect to the higher power when we can give them the importance, the why, the meaning? It really adds and increases one's spiritual energy. What are some ways that um, either of you, you know, can think about how you've um, triggered this energy in others, helped others connect to it, or you do it for yourself? Just kind of your thoughts on this first source of energy, spiritual energy, connecting to one's higher calling, higher purpose, higher power. Mm-hmm. And uh, Valerie, why don't we start with you? Sure. First of all, it's really having a clear sense of my spiritual purpose, uh, understanding what that is because that keeps you focused, uh, and it helps you in your decision-making in terms of taking on um, things that are not intended for you that drain energy rather than give energy. So when you're clear about your purpose, um, you have the ability to say no, and saying yes is one of the most draining uh, things we can do, saying yes when we should really be saying no. So it's being clear about where I am spiritually and what I need to be doing. It's having a deeply rooted set of values and beliefs that I live by and um, find motivation through those values and beliefs. And as a result, identifying meaningful activities that guide me spiritually, having devotional time, having um, being grateful, demonstrating that in how I interact with others and sharing positive uh, energy with others so that my interactions aren't draining, but they're empowering and energizing because my connection with others is through a positive source. Um, it's taking time to understand my own um, awareness of myself in terms of where where I'm on the right track and when I'm not on the right track. I think we energize ourselves spiritually when we pay attention to what's going on in our spiritual uh, realm so that we stay focused because that guides us in every other aspect of our lives. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Valerie. Pastor Brooks, anything you'd like to add? Well, you know, as a pastor, it's actually my responsibility to keep people uh, connected spiritually. And so I just like to remember, uh, not remember, but remind people to remember uh, that God created you for a purpose, and until you find that purpose, uh, you know, you're just living life kind of like, I guess we would say, uh, with, no, with no boundaries but also with no destination. One of the things I like to tell people uh, is when, you know, we talk about spiritual gifts in Christendom uh, and we look at spiritual gifts as individual abilities, and I, I remind people all the time that biblically, uh, your individual ability is not your spiritual gift. Your gift is the presence of God. <clears throat> now, what you allow him to do through you determines how he's gifted you. And so as long as you're conscious 
that the gift of his presence is always with you and he's created you for his pleasure and for his purpose it's easy to stay connected when we get off on the me track and what I want to do versus what I was created to do it kind of uh, gets us off center so as long as you keep that in the forefront I believe it's easy to stay connected and focused wonderful thank you so much for sharing that appreciate that the second source of the four sources of energy that I'd like us to really uh, talk about is mental energy. Um, in essence, mental energy really comes from our ability to focus. So as we increase a person's ability to focus, we actually increase their mental energy. So, you know, for me, as I kind of step back and I um, look at what are all the things I need to do and I prioritize them and try to create some type of a timeline and action plan, um, just the act of prioritizing really supports me in achieving a greater sense of focus to have mental energy. Um, Valerie or um, Pastor Brooks, either of you want to jump in with regards to your own experience around mental energy or thoughts that you might share on how others might increase their mental energy? I, I think the key to, to maintaining mental energy is organization organization of our environment, organization of our thoughts, of our actions. Um, one of the things that I do, and I read this, and I, I, I don't remember the author, so forgive me, but um, one of the things that successful people do, effective people do, is have lists that allow them to know what am I going to accomplish today, what do I need to get done today. Disorganization is the most draining on mental energy because you spin your wheels. You go from one thing to the other. When you're organized, when you um, have a way of going about your day to ensure you accomplish the things that you need to uh, and allow space for creativity and other activities, your mental energy tends to be um, boost it rather than drain because, as I stated, you know, disorganization, trying to figure out what, what, have I, what should I be doing today, what, what's, what's in this week for me, what's in this month for me, um, becomes a task rather than, um, rather than guiding how we go through our day. So I think it's really mental energy starts with having a way of organizing our life's activities as well as allowing space for creativity and innovation. Uh, One of the things I do... Valerie, I'm going to have to put a comma there, but hold your thought. We've got to take Mm -hmm. a a commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you just to pick up with where you are, and then Pastor Brooks will invite you in to talk about mental energy as well, and then we'll look forward to sharing more about the other two sources of energy that we've... Uh, We're able to glean from the Energy Project as well as see if there's any questions from our listening audience. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Do you know how to tell a great story? In business, the stories you tell play a big role in your success. Whether you're trying to get more clients or influence people as a leader, storytelling will help you do it. Story Powered with Leanne Pico is here to help you activate your storytelling superpower to build a better business and achieve your goals and dreams. Story Powered can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Before we went to break, Valerie, I know that you were mid-sentence, and I kind of had to put a comma there. just going to ask you just to pick back up on your thoughts regarding your t- discussing this whole topic of mental energy. Yes, I was about to talk about how um, <clears throat> we have to give ourselves space for thinking, and when we are going through the day, one of the things I have, and people laugh about it, but I keep a coloring book and crayons on my desk because when you're going through um, trying to think and, and function, you just need to stop and allow your mind to rest or create. Creativity spur mental energy. I color in my coloring book or I get up. I walk away from my desk, I take a walk, not a power walk, but just a walk that allows my mind to decompress, to get rid of the clutter of thinking or functioning or, you know, maybe I've engaged in too much activity that has me frantic. But as individuals, we have to take the time that allows our mind to relax and not push, 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 because then that drains us, you know, and and um, mental work is probably as, as draining on the body as is physical work when you don't uh, manage it well. I think it's a part of um, 
something I do when I coach and, and train uh, leaders is around, you know, taking the time to do activities that nurture the mind. So um, engaging in reading, um, conversations, dialogue that energize us around our, our thinking and um, those things that are restorative rather than um, destructive to our thought processes. So I think one of the things I'd say is just treat yourself as kindly as you would treat others in terms of how you you take care of yourself mentally. Nice. I love that. So I, I love the whole idea with regards to organizing, you know, one's just taking time to organize one's uh, thoughts and actions and allowing this space for creativity, innovation, and restorative activities. Pastor Brooks, anything you'd like to add regarding mental energy? One of the things that I have to, uh, <clears throat> that helps me with mental energy uh, and that focus is knowing my limitations or boundaries, knowing mm, that nice. uh, if I'm in that space, uh, that I will probably get caught up. And so what I've learned to do is uh, I like to stay out front and as a visionary, uh, and so I have to have people around me who are able to catch a vision uh, and run with it so that I can move on. And once I moved on, I can't come back. I have to be able to trust those people. That's how I focus on what I'm doing. I don't have to worry about what I've just uh, laid out. I have to pull away from it and go ahead and focus on what I'm doing because if I'm in the space and whatever's going on around me, I want to be a part of it. I like being a part of it. I like being where the action is. And so I just have to know my limitations and know that I can't allow myself to be in that space or else I get sidetracked. And so I have to intentionally place myself in positions where I can prioritize and focus. That's where I'm most effective. I can be helpful in places, but my efficiency and effectiveness is not the same when I'm being helpful as it is when I'm being focused. Mm-hmm. Good. Very well said. And I love to know one's limitations and being able to kind of put the boundaries in place and knowing who to trust and how to trust so that then you can stay focused and move forward. But I think that's real important for a leader. Um, excellent contributions. Thank you so much. Third source of, negoti- of um, energy that I want to talk about from the Energy Project is just, um, I'd say, emotional energy. And emotional energy it really comes from feeling valued and appreciated. So the extent to which someone feels valued, the extent to which someone feels appreciated, it gives them a sense of energy. There's nothing more depressing than for someone to, I'm sure there's other things more that can't be depressing, but it's very depressing for someone to just simply not feel as though they matter and that what they're doing is appreciated or adds value. And so I think when we as leaders can assure people that they do make a difference, we do value them, we value their contribution, and they matter, uh, they are appreciated, it boosts the energy. Um, anything either of you would like to say on emotional energy? That, that's I have a lot of my, to and I, if I could say, one of the things that has helped me the most is uh, making sure that the team knows they are appreciated. And I do it in a way, you know, I don't do it the customary way with uh, certificates and trophies. I do it like I took them all to Universal Studios or we all went to baseball games. Just times uh, um, where we get away, we went to the little uh, 
they call it a panic room where you have to brainstorm and work together to get out of a room and follow clues. And we do it all, you know, go all day. And at my expense, not the church's expense, because I want them to know I'm doing it because I care about them. And we, and we have fun. And, I, you know, just let them know how much I appreciate what they're doing. I recognize how hard they are working. And now here, enjoy this. Not you go do it by yourself, but let's do it together because I enjoy and I appreciate what you do for me, and I want to enjoy and appreciate our time together. And those little small things may not seem like a lot, but it seems to gain so much traction. And we come back, and they just work that much harder now because they want to, because they know they're not being overlooked or undervalued. Love it. Yeah, I'm going to go back to um, definition of leadership from Coons and Ponser. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's leadership is the art of, um, what is it, Valerie? Leadership is the art of... Motivate. Motiv- they, um, mobilizing others to want to struggle for shared aspirations. And I think you just shared kind of like the essence of that with regards to connecting people to the vision and the visionary and to then have them feel so valued and appreciated that they want to then come back and work harder. You know, it's a story of the essence of leadership is, is um, powerful in what you're sharing. Thank you, Pastor Brooks. Um, Valerie, anything else you'd like to add regarding emotional energy? Yes, I think one of the biggest things that happens to emotional energy is unforgiveness. Mm. That we have to learn to both forgive ourselves and others uh, and to heal from interactions we experience in the workplace uh, and let go because it, it's draining on the emotions. I think we have to practice being resilient in in difficult situations and letting go. I think one of the um, most draining things on a workforce is conflict that doesn't get resolved and people carry it around in their spirit. I always say um, when we talk about the source of emotional energy is that we have to learn to take care of our hearts as we work and engage with others, um, and it's our own responsibility for our emotional well-being. Motivation helps, but as individuals, leaders, team members, we have to be willing to um, build and maintain positive relationships, even sometimes with people we don't care that much for, because when we are able to um, build those positive relationships, then we're able to be resilient in our work environment and our emotional energy gets um, infused with power rather than drained because we're constantly protecting and um, guarding ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that, and it's such a powerful and important thing for us to really think about with regards to the healing that comes from forgiveness and the bitterness, the hardening of the heart, the the physical Absolutely. illness that comes from unforgiveness, and and mm-hmm. really talking about again the power of the relationship because it's in the relationship that we get transformation. You know, through Absolutely. transactional leadership, we get compliance, <clears throat> and we can get people doing what we need to do to get some things done. But the possibilities are unlimited when you have someone really engage in a space where others do trust them and others Mm -hmm. are really inspired 
to, you know, go after that vision. That's when we really get transformation happening. So um, awesome contributions on emotional energy as well. Uh, thank you both. And then the fourth source of emotional, I'm sorry, I keep want to go back to emotions. The fourth source of, physic, of energy is physical energy. And physical energy really kind of comes from the convention of, you know, what we would tend to think about as sleep and, and food and um, taking care of ourselves physically, getting the rest we need and exercise. Um, real important with regards to our being able to show up and be resilient and, um, and do and to position others to be able to do the same when they can also be engaged in taking care of their physical energy. So thoughts on physical energy from either of you. Um, the first thing come to mind when you talk about physical energy is balance. And, you know, I'm almost being a hypocrite here. <laughs> but we have to learn how to balance these four energies and the one we probably pay the least attention to is how we take care of ourselves physically. You know, I know that I will burn the candle at both ends, um, especially I'm, I'm with work and going to school full-time um, full and working. We don't tend to exercise like we need to, but I think the key to this source of energy is trying to find balance, is making sure we are giving attention to the physical, um, eating healthy and proper and paying attention to how much rest we get. Um, I learned through some uh, medical issues that our sleep is the process of the body restoring the, the cells and the things that it loses during the day. And when we don't get that sleep, we begin to break the body down. So making it... Um, Making an effort to get the proper rest is one of the critical things that we have to pay attention to. And just a 15-minute walk a day or three or four times a week will increase the care we give to our bodies um, and learning to relax. Uh, I'm type A, and so I'm always on edge, and I'm always moving and going, but learning to relax and that... Um, letting go so that we can relax. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. Pastor Brooks, anything else you'd like to share on um, physical energy? Well, I mean, I agree with what Ms. Val said. Um, it, it's very important, and I started to take even more uh, notice and actually keep track of how I'm doing physically as far as mm-hmm. eating better, um, my workout regimen, and my sons help me with that because they are athletes, so I'm always around this while I get a chance to work out. But even as far as, like she said, resting, I make it a point at a certain time of the day, uh, even at work, to push away, uh, listen to music. I, I don't color, but I have PlayStation. I play games or, you know, do something that takes my myself away because even though I'm not sleeping, allowing my uh, mind to just shut off for a while uh, is, a, mm-hmm. is different. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it becomes very helpful because you're not, I'm not as sluggish, I'm sharp, and, uh, mm-hmm. get, you know, you get that rest, you give your body a chance to recharge, and, again, then coming to work, it's, coming, it's like coming to an adventure and not, you know, going to prison time. Yeah, so it helps a whole lot when you, you feel like doing the things you need to do. Absolutely. Knowing I have to get them done. Exactly, yes. 
So we have to go to another commercial break, but we're going to be right back. And when we come back, Devin, I have your question here, and uh, Thomas, and we will uh, respond to those questions and hear some final thoughts and tips on getting re-energized and refocused by our guests. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Before we went to break, we were talking about physical energy. I'm just going to add a footnote. I'm real delighted that here at the Neighborhood House Association, we've joined the county in their Live Well initiative, and we are um, offering employees an opportunity for working out during... um, hours, it's typically from like 12 to 1 and 1 to 2, and um, immediately following work, there's a, there are other workout classes, and they receive also some guidance with regards to nutrition and, and their food intake, and it's just been a fabulous thing. We can see a positive impact on morale and the energy of staff from having an opportunity to really engage in um, that physical activity on a regular basis um, each week, so... I want to say kudos to the county for Live Well and certainly kudos to our CEO and um, board and others who were um, instrumental 
And I say Damon Carson was one of the people that was very instrumental in bringing our Live Well program here to um, the neighborhood house. And I think that's something else that employers can look at doing. How do we actually help people become more more healthy by creating some um, opportunities for engagement? So as we transition from talking about the four sources of energy from the uh, fabulous Energy Project, um, want to turn to some questions. I think before we went to break, we said, Devin, we would respond to yours. Devin's from Orange, California. Thank you for your question. It says, um, are there um, any activities or is there an activity you can recommend um, to refocus or re-energize a team? So any any thoughts come to mind, Valerie, or uh, Pastor Brooks, regarding any particular activities you might recommend? I, think I always, always try to use oh, activities okay. uh, that are enjoyable and uh, eliminate uh, the hierarchy in the staff or team, as you should say, uh, where, where supervisors and uh, subordinates or where, you know, the hierarchy is just is no longer there so they can connect as people. When we connect as people, we work better together as a team. That's the difference, I believe, between the staff and the team. The staff works together, uh, but a team works together to win. Mm-hmm. A staff mm-hmm. works together because they have to. And when the more we can connect personally uh, and get to see each other as people, uh, the less position begins to matter and the purpose takes forefront. Okay, great. So, Devin, it sounds like Pastor Brooks was saying get out and have some fun and um, have an activity that's fun and doesn't have hierarchy, and it really um, just kind of focuses on bringing the team together for an enjoyable experience. Anything you'd like to add, Valerie? Sure. I would say um, we call it team building, but at the beginning of the year, right now in January, hold a retreat. It doesn't have to be an all-day retreat. It can be a two-, three-, four-hour retreat, but... Um, spend time with the staff, not doing work stuff, but really some of the things we talked about, allowing them to spend time. And Dr. G is really good at this when I was on her team, um, ho- holding, um, facilitating vision work, allowing um, for physical activity. I remember we brought in, um, I can't think about Sora's name, but, Walked us through some yoga moves to help us um, just refocus and did teamwork together. We did vision boards. It would be good, you know, individual vision boards during the retreat or even a department or team vision board. What do we want to accomplish? You know, shake things up. Um, get out of the routine of what you normally do with your team. Maybe do a survey asking team members what would they like to see happen in the unit rather than giving directives or, you know, following the, the same old, same old. Um, be innovative in how you work with them. Um, challenge them to some of the um, hopes and dreams for the department that had to be deferred from last year to this year, just find different ways to engage and include them in activities that um, instill hope and excitement and synergy. Mm-hmm. Great. No, that's good. I, I love that. I uh, really enjoyed our experience together as a team with yoga as well and drumming and painting. I think there's a lot of yes. other things that, 
that can be done in a um, fun and meaningful way as well as um, other physical activity types of, of things. So, again, Devin, thank you so much for your question. Thomas from Palm Beach, Florida, you've asked, my senior manager is very negative. She impacts me as a manager and my entire team. When I try to counter the negativity, she remarks that I'm just too green to really understand. Any suggestions? That's a Miss Val question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as a coach, I would, you know, first, um, you know, ask what can you do, what, can what's in your control to do? You can't really change your manager or supervisor's behavior, but what can you do in terms of responding to that? Um, you know, we talked about it earlier. You've got to guard your heart. So, one, you've got to understand that that is who she is. So how do you take that and turn it into a positive rather than feeding into it and allowing it to create negative energy into you and your team? Um, and so in response to the, the, the comments she made, I would, I would um, suggest that you turn it into a positive rather than allowing it to have power over you um, and give, send you into negative energy, that negative space. And then if there's if it's not criticism of the work, then you have to understand um, how to manage up in terms of um, your interactions with your Uh-oh. manager. Sounds like we're out of time. Um, quick couple words from, I, from either of you. You want to say um, anything, Valerie or Terry, any contact information, websites you want to leave with our, our listening audience? They can uh they can go to www.bayviewbc.org, find out more information about me, all of my social media outlets that I'm connected to, and uh, stream any and all of our services at their pleasure. Awesome, thank you, Valerie. Any um, additional contact for you? Um, WriteIdeasUnlimited.com. You can learn more about our services, about our team, and the work we're engaged in. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much for being with us, and thank you also to our listening audience. Please continue to join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Leadership Matters.